Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Mondays with Mai, your new go-to mental health, wellness, and lifestyle podcast. I'm your host, Maya. On this podcast, we talk about topics including, but definitely not limited to, different mental health disorders, boundaries, the self-care industry, and popular wellness and lifestyle trends circling the internet. So, if you're looking for a podcast that hits on all of these topics and so much more, then congratulations, you found it. I hope you enjoy this episode and that you're taking care of you, whatever that may look like. Hello and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Mondays with Mai, your favorite mental health, wellness, and lifestyle podcast. I'm your host, Maya, and thank you for joining. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different. It is also going to be a little bit heavier, as we're going to talk about current events and mental health. So if you're not in the place to hear about these current events, particularly what's happening in Palestine, and you're not in the mood to hear about maybe some heavier mental health things, then I would say just go ahead and skip this episode for now, maybe come back later, but I do want to give that little heads up at the top. I also just want to note that this episode is going to be a stream of consciousness episode, and by that I mean that I'm not going to edit anything. I typically try to do some editing, not making things over edit it, but I like to edit out some of the longer pauses, background noise, the ums and the ahs and all of that, but I'm not going to be doing that this episode because I just want to speak freely and unfiltered and I think this is a really important conversation, so I want it to be as candid and organic as possible, which means you will probably hear those filler words, the ums, the ahs, the likes the so's. You'll also hear some long pauses, maybe some sighs, some deep breaths, but bear with me. I think that's just, that's just a part of communication, honestly. So, um, before we get into that, I want to give a quick little life update. One of my good friends is moving out of DC this week, and that's a hard one. I got to spend the day with her Saturday, which was nice. I really enjoyed that, especially because I've been really struggling with my mental health lately and being able to kind of step outside of the loneliness bubble for a day, spend some quality time with a friend. We just like did a, a very chill, low maintenance hangout for hours which is what we usually do, and it was really nice to just have that uninterrupted, low-stakes quality time together. And it was helpful for me in terms of my mental health, especially, we'll get into it later in the episode, but that was really helpful. Um, I also am currently, it's Monday, October 23rd, 12.21 a.m., And I'm currently sitting in my bed recording this because I actually originally had a different episode that was already recorded and 
ready to go. I had like recorded it, edited, edited it, and had it scheduled and everything. Um, and I recorded it like mm, very beginning of October before. Um, I just I recorded it a while ago, but then I felt like I wanted to talk about something else, so I rescheduled that for a later date and I'm just going to be recording this stream of consciousness episode literally the day it's supposed to go out um the past couple weeks have also been rough because in addition to just trying to make sense of what's happening in the world and thinking about like how it's affecting me and trying to take care of myself and my friends and my community in midst of all of it it's also been a tough time because earlier in October was the one year anniversary of my grandma passing away and she was a really special person to me I've mentioned this in a couple of episodes I believe but she was really like a second mom to me and so that's It was hard just kind of getting through those weeks and thinking a lot about her and I've been struggling with that and then also her birthday also recently passed Um, on the 18th she would have been 98 which is insane Um, she passed right before her 97th birthday last year so that was also hard because like what is supposed to be a happy joyous moment you know celebrating another year of life of someone you love was not that and I tried to think of it in terms of like she lived a long life and still using that day to celebrate the life that she was able to live but it was just hard because it was kind of coming on the heels of her death anniversary so it's been a rough couple of weeks and I've just been not doing good um I also think I am just I've been on the brink of catching a cold for a couple weeks now I feel like I've been keeping up my well I've been amping up my hygiene this sounds so weird I, I think I'm I'm a hygienic person but I've been doing like excessive like tongue scraping hand washing I have these medicated nasal swabs that I've been using because I just don't want to get sick because that's no fun but all of that stuff combined has really just done a number on me and I'm sure I'm not the only one feeling this regardless of like what you have going on on your personal life maybe your personal life is uneventful at the moment but even just current events alone can really take a toll on mental health so with that I want to just kind of transition into the topic for today's episode
jumping right into the episode. I don't even know where to start, but um, I am just going to dive right in, I guess. And the main current event that I wanted to talk about in this episode is what's happening in Palestine. If you aren't familiar, Palestine is a country in the Middle East. It is surrounded by Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, Egypt. It is, I believe it borders the Mediterranean Sea. If I'm visualizing that correctly, I'm not sure if the Mediterranean transitions to a different sea at that point, but it's a small country in the Middle East and it has been under occupation by the settler colonial state that is Israel for the past 75 years. And it has been something that I have been aware of for a while. I actually did learn about this in high school, which is shocking considering that the U.S. education system is not good and most people like haven't learned about this until very recently but as of October 7th I believe of this year there has been a huge spike in conversation on what's happening in Palestine because there has been a huge spike in violence not that the violence ever stopped but essentially what happened I'm gonna give a quick rundown please 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 do your research Google look into things look into Google Scholar read articles that are fact-checked and cited and that are unbiased in terms of like they're not overly pushing one specific agenda read articles from all different sources as well because outlets that are really similar are most likely going to say the same thing so diversify what you are reading it could be articles it could be first-hand accounts books listen to podcasts but do your own research I'm not here to give a history lesson because there's a lot to it and I am knowledgeable of it, but that's not what this episode is for. So just do your research on the epi- on the situation and don't look at sources like Daily Mail or like some random person from your hometown's Instagram graphic. Like look at actual reputable sources that will have the history and will have details and nuance because although there is a lot of helpful information on social media particularly on Instagram and TikTok I don't want to discount that especially when it's people sharing first or secondhand experience people who are Palestinian a part of the Palestinian diaspora who are sharing their stories or their family stories or you know sharing about their culture like that is really important but 
on the other hand then you have people who genuinely don't know what they're saying and they're just putting stuff out there so if you are scrolling through instagram or tiktok and you see like five different people who you kind of know aren't like reputable post a bunch of stuff like don't consider that to be like research or a reliable source of information just take take that with several grains of salt and that's not to say that everyone has to be an expert in order to speak about something that's absolutely not the case because I actually think that sentiment in and of itself which is one that gets tossed around for so many different issues but also is getting tossed around with this situation specifically I see a lot of people saying like you're not an expert you're not Israeli you're not Jewish you're not Palestinian so you can't say anything I do think that rhetoric is actually harmful because it suppresses the issue it sleeps under the rug if everyone feels that they're unqualified to speak on something and something that is an atrocity like an insane like escalation of violence loss of life things like that like literal war crimes are be committed are being committed and if everyone feels like I'm not qualified to speak on this because some random person told me I don't have a degree in whatever history so I can't say anything that's how the that's part of the reason why think history is able to repeat itself if we're not calling it out so I say do your research but I'm also not saying like don't speak up or speak out but just make sure you are careful with the things that you are saying to an extent like don't let that desire to please everyone stop you from saying anything but just think before you speak before you post like know what you're talking about um so earlier this month there was a music festival happening in israel and during the festival it was a multi-day festival during the festival an armed militant group i guess attacked i don't know if that's the right word but they bombarded the music festival a lot of people were killed and some people were taken hostage there was a mix of people mostly Israelis but also some people from the US and from parts of Europe who were there as well and were taken hostage and I believe have since been able to return home. I, I know at least a couple of the people from the US have, but I'm not sure about anyone from Europe. But it was a sad situation. I'm not going to deny that or try to dispute that or anything of the sorts. When you look at the context, it becomes more complicated, right? But 
in and of itself murder is wrong and it is a tragedy tragedy and that is what i believe again other people may not agree with this but that is my belief so do i think it is horrific that people were had their lives taken at a festival maybe like surrounded by friends and family people who have survived witnessing that like they're gonna walk away with permanent trauma that is unfortunate but i think when we talk about this we also have to talk about the years and years of oppression and violence colonialism and murder that has been happening in palestine and that's not to say i think in this particular instance that's not an instant this is not a case of whataboutism because that's actually something that i have been seeing people say like why are you bringing up palestinians when we're talking about israelis and other westerners that have lost their lives and i think because it's a part of the it's a part of the context it's like that attack did not happen in a vacuum it was a reaction to something not necessarily saying that it is correct to attack and to take the lives of people attending this festival but that attack is a plot point in an ongoing historical event and I might not be saying this right because can it be ongoing if it's historical um, I don't know it's like I said it's almost 1 a.m. but and this is a stream of consciousness episode but moving on so the attack at the music festival happened people were killed people were taken hostage and then following that the israeli government has extremely escalated its violence against palestinians as retaliation now keep in mind that this has been happening prior to the attack on the music festival palestine has been under occupation for 75 years so it wasn't like this attack on this festival happened out of nowhere and now israel is responding they were already committing literal war crimes in palestine for years and then this attack happened and then they escalated that in retaliation to the attack and then some so there's been a lot of talk online by random people celebrities politicians so many people saying well israel should be able to defend itself but that argument is there are several holes in that argument because Israel has been the aggressor for 75 years and the quote-unquote self-defense is 
like completely off the scale of the attack that happened at the music festival like I think it's something like I want to say like almost 10 times the amount of people who were either injured or lost their lives at the music festival like 10 times that has 10 times that amount of people have been injured killed or had their life permanently altered in some other way in Palestine since this music festival thing never mind like you know the past 75 years and so social media has been a place where a lot of people have been having this conversation talking about all sorts of things that are kind of adjacent to what happened on October 7th and what has been happening in the region since October 7th so the past like two what's today the 23rd so yeah the past little over two weeks and it's been tough because there have been a lot of people saying things that are very problematic there have been people who are saying that if you recognize the humanity of Palestinians, if you recognize that they have been oppressed and colonized and brutalized for the past 75 years, if you say that while what happened at that music festival is horrific and tragic what has been happening in Palestine prior to but particularly following that music festival is also horrific and tragic there are people that believe if you point out what Palestinians are experiencing is wrong that you are anti-semitic that just is not true again these are my beliefs but i think many people would agree that acknowledging that a group of people who are being brutalized who are being forced out of their homeland who are currently victims of an active genocide like that's what's happening in Palestine is it is an active genocide and there's there's really just no disputing that like by if you look at the definition of genocide like that's what's happening in Palestine so that's like not really up for debate but when you think about that like saying that that level of violence is wrong and that the people who are victims of that should be cared for and their humanity and their safety should and their rights their human rights should be recognized and fought for saying that that means you hate an entirely different group of people it just it 
does not make sense. It doesn't. Like, <laughs> there's no way in which that makes sense. But a lot of people buy into that. Buy into that. A lot of people believe it. And I think because A, they're so conditioned to hearing it, B, they haven't really thought critically about it or questioned what they're hearing, or C, they're just, they just see something on Instagram that someone else posted and they're like, that person seems smart or I like that person so I'm just going to repeat it without even like reading what they're repeating or like all of the above and it's really fucking stupid honestly like please think critically because when you conflate Judaism with the government not only are you just like wrong like you're that's just not what Judaism is it is an ethno religion it is not a political ideology but you are also perpetuating anti-semitism and now let me explain what's happening currently on the ground in Gaza is having repercussions around the world. There are spikes in Islamophobia and there are spikes in anti-Semitism and violence associated with the two. And that is because people feel compelled to act violently towards who they perceive as the enemy. And that is fueled by rhetoric that dehumanizes Palestinians and that conflates Judaism with government. So you have people who say that they are supportive of Palestinians who are wrongfully using this moment as an excuse to spew anti-Semitism and that is a gross misrepresentation of the Palestinian liberation movement, let me be clear, but there are people who are co-opting it for their own bigoted disgusting and terrible intentions which is to be anti-semitic and on the flip side there are people who are committing violence against Palestinians and other Arab and Muslim people fueled by Islamophobia and they are doing that under the guise of supporting Jewish people in both instances that violence that is not what that violence is not what Judaism is about that violence is not what the Palestinian liberation movement is about the people who are doing that are co-opting this moment they're taking advantage of the heightened emotions of the heightened tensions of the confusion of the pain of the fear that everyone's feeling and using that to further their own disgusting weird interests whatever they have going on but all of that goes back to the rhetoric that is being put out that is conflating 
Judaism with the government, which is not true. If you look on social media, if you talk to Jewish people here in the US and all over the world, you will hear overwhelming support for Palestinian people because Judaism is not about occupation and violence and colonization. The atrocities being committed are not in the best interest of Jewish people. In fact, it's the opposite because it is conflating them with the oppressor, which is then in turn fueling a rise in anti-Semitism around the world, whether it is manifesting physically or manifesting in terms of the things that people are saying and posting online. It's all wrong, but it is being perpetuated by what is happening in the media, what is happening on the ground. So I, just to kind of tie this back to the mental health thing, it has been really difficult for me and talking to some of my friends, and so I'm sure other people will maybe resonate with this, but trying to wrap my head around the fact that there are people who lack morals, who knowingly and unknowingly perpetuate violence, and both are equally as bad in my opinion, if you knowingly are repeating genocidal rhetoric, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic, violent colonial rhetoric, if you're doing that knowingly, you're shit. If you're doing that unknowingly, you're also shit because that means that you don't give a fuck. You're not even thinking about what you're saying. You're just repeating things that have very serious consequences and you can't even take a moment to think about it. But like trying to wrap my head around the fact that there are people who are openly, proudly, knowingly, and ignorantly cheering on or supporting genocide is sick. And it's like, logically, I know that there are evil people. I know that there are people that lack morals, that have zero moral compost, that don't give a fuck about anyone but themselves. But like seeing, being bombarded with that over and over again every single day, it is just really hard to wrap my head around this. And it just has me questioning so many things and so many people. And it's like, like what kind of fucked up, fucked up world do we live in that there are people who are like, I stand with a genocidal pressure. Like what? What? You can and you absolutely should be supportive of the Jewish community, but that doesn't mean you need to support genocide against Palestinians. Like how do those two things make sense to people to like connect? Anyway, <laughs> this episode I feel like is going to get flagged because I, I don't even care at this point, but um, and just trying to wrap my head around that has been really difficult and it's been really emotional just like reading some of the things that people are saying online genuinely makes me sick and knowing that there are people in Palestine, there are people even here in the US who are facing bodily harm, threats to their lives and their livelihood because of this is 
like like I don't know what to do and it, it feels like almost impo- like an impossible situation and I've been feeling so helpless and I know so many other people have too because these are like these are huge massive real world issues and there are big players behind this that are fueling these issues and then there are people as well who are also fueling these issues and it's like what can you do to stop this what can I as an ordinary person do to stop this and I know there are things that I can do but it's like it's such a big thing and there's so much pain and emotion attached to it that it is very easy to fall into that pit of like helplessness and that's something I've been really struggling with and it's been really affecting my mental health and sometimes I even feel guilty saying that because I'm coming at this situation from a place of privilege right like I'm not Palestinian I'm not Israeli I'm not Jewish although I have some Jewish heritage but like whatever we're not gonna get into that I don't hold any of these identities I don't live in Gaza I don't live in the West Bank I don't live in Israel I'm not on the ground experiencing this I am not facing bodily harm or verbal emotional harm as a result of this situation and so I know that I am privileged in that sense like in this conversation but that doesn't mean that I am not affected by it and the same goes for you listening obviously there are people who have it worse but that doesn't mean that people who are not on the ground who are not any of those identities that I just mentioned aren't affected and that's something that I've been really like kind of struggling with I said this to a couple of friends it's like I feel guilty for saying that this is affecting my mental health and feeling like I need to get off of social media because it's too much to take in but then I also feel guilty for feeling guilty because it's like my like I have to take care of myself I have to take care of my mental health but then it's like am I being selfish am I like leaning into my privilege and it's like there's so many thoughts and feelings and like trying to juggle all of those weird feelings of guilt and also just taking in all of this information and then also trying to like live life like I still have to go to work I still have to pay bills and keep up with my apartment I still like I have things going on in my personal life that I mentioned at the top of the episode like I am also struggling with my mental health independently of the current events and so it's like like life doesn't stop and so I don't know it's just like it's been really hard to hear all this information it's like on the one hand I want to stay informed and I want to stay abreast of everything that's going on and I want to be as helpful as I can I want to be an advocate and I want to do whatever I can to I guess fix this situation but I also know myself and I know that I'm not in a good place right now mentally or emotionally and I can feel myself 
unraveling. I deleted the Instagram app off my phone last weekend because it was just too much. And I did re-download it yesterday, I guess technically yesterday, Sunday, and I, I need to delete it again. Um, but in the week that I like deleted it, I did go like online, like the Safari version twice. And both times I felt like I was on the brink of a panic attack, like after scrolling for a little bit because of everything that I was seeing. It's like, like I felt sick to my stomach. I felt like I was going to throw up. I felt my heart rate rising. I genuine, like I felt like I was going to start bawling at any moment because again, even though I'm not experiencing these atrocities firsthand, seeing bodies, seeing violence, reading it, it affects you. It affects people. Like, that's just a reality. The things that we consume affect us. And, like, we have to take care of ourselves. But it's hard when you're surrounded by people who tell you that if you try to take care of yourself and you try to be conscious of your mental health during times like these, then you're selfish, then you're wrong, then you're privileged and careless. And it's like, well, no, multiple things can be true at once. You can be a strong and vocal advocate for others who have had their rights and their voices taken away from them but you can also take care of yourself and you should be able to do both you should want to do both one of the things that i was told recently by a friend and co-worker is if you aren't taking care of yourself in a moment like this like if you drive yourself into the ground or you just kind of let your mental health completely deteriorate deteriorate because you feel like you can't take a moment to yourself without feeling guilty then you won't be able to keep doing the work that you're doing doing the activism or advocacy that you're doing and that's very true and it's like on the one hand I know that that is true but until she said that it's just something that I like hadn't been thinking about because it is very easy to feel so overwhelmed with trying to be on the right side of history, trying to stand up for your beliefs, your morals, your values, stand up for what is right, and be supportive, be an ally to people you know who are impacted by the situation first-hand, second-hand, or and people you don't know. But when you think about it, if every single person stopped taking care of themselves, stopped living their lives, and devoted 110% of their existence to this cause for the time being, which is very important. I'm not saying that people should not be, like, devoted to justice. But if everyone stopped everything else and completely just like gave everything into this cause, we would all be burnt out within days. And then what happens after that? Who's going to speak up after that if we're all completely burnt out and 
almost like catatonic because of the mental health impacts. So that has been helpful to hear like it's okay to take care of your mental health. I mean, it's more than okay to take care of your mental health and to prioritize your mental health in moments like these because as shitty as this may sound, maybe it sounds selfish, I don't know, but like your life doesn't stop. Like my grandma's birthday and death anniversary, just like they're going to pass. Well, they passed, but you know, like whatever hard moments you have going on that are not connected to current events, those moments are going to happen. Those moments are going to pass regardless. You still have to go to work or school, most likely. You know, like if you have kids, you still have children that you have to think about and tend to. And guilt just like isn't helpful in times like these. And it's hard because I think the line between like selfishness and self-care is really thin sometimes. I see people who are like, genuinely, I don't care because it doesn't affect me. Like, gotta put myself first. That I think is like problematic. But I think taking a break and taking care of yourself, it's important. Like for me, I deleted the Instagram app and I did feel guilty at first which is so like even just saying those words makes me feel stupid like saying I feel guilty for deleting the Instagram app and TikTok as well (laughs) because what that means is like I'm not being as vocal about the things that I stand by and believe in but like I feel stupid saying I feel guilty for deleting two freaking social media apps but like the reality is people are saying that if you delete them then you're a bad person and like I know I'm not a bad person but it's hard when that's what you're hearing but like I had to do it I had to do it I could feel myself unraveling I could feel myself sinking deeper and deeper into a dark place and just the different thoughts that I have been having and the things that I've been saying to myself are not good and like I said the information you consume impacts you whether you realize it or not and the shit that's happening in this world was actively impacting me I was feeling physical reactions in my body like I said before like shortness of breath heart racing nausea when I was consuming so much information I was experiencing insomnia because for the past like couple weeks well like the first up until last Sunday when I got rid of the apps I was staying up until like 3am every night, I'm not kidding, just reading article after article, watching video after video, listening to people who are on the ground share their experiences, reading comments for hours, even like the comments of people saying like, 
horrible disgusting stuff and it was so hard because it was like I shouldn't be reading this like people saying just horribly bigoted racist xenophobic stuff and violent stuff and like cheering on crimes against humanity and cheering on genocide it was like I know I don't need to be reading this because I know it is making me feel worse but it was like I couldn't stop and I was staying up until like 3 a.m. sometimes later just reading and consuming information and then I would go to sleep and I'd have the worst sleep not only because it was only like a few hours because I'd, then I'd be waking up at like 7 but like my mind was racing and I couldn't get into a deep sleep because I was going to bed super on edge and that's just not healthy like it's just not and I know I'm not the only one who's experiencing this and I'm saying I and me a lot because like obviously I'm I can't speak for anyone else but this is a shared experience of so many people like it's just it's so hard to live life quote-unquote normally or like do business as usual when you're also hyper aware of what's happening in other parts of the world and all of the emotions that come with that and I don't know I don't know the answer I don't think there is an answer but it's an important topic to discuss I think because like I said there are so many people out there saying that if you even think about your own mental health for a second and in times like these then you're selfish and you hate everyone and you don't believe victims and just like all sorts of stuff that's just it's not helping anyone by saying that and so maybe this will have people feeling in some type of way about me but I just want to put it out there that like I I'm taking care of my I'm trying to take care of my mental health and yeah I do feel guilty but the logical part of my brain is like I it is what it is I have to I have to take care of myself in times like these and you, I can take care of myself and still be a justice oriented person and so can you and I don't know this episode was just kind of me rambling stream of consciousness like I said and it is late and I'm tired but it's just been really weighing really heavily on me and I have just felt so not myself and just so like numb but also overwhelmed with grief and sadness and fear at the same time it's like I'm feeling everything but also nothing and feeling lonely and helpless and confused about what to do and what's right and what's wrong in terms of like how to show up in the world these days and you know a big part of destigmatizing mental health is talking about it 
and even if it feels weird to say this or even if people look at me sideways like what the hell is wrong with you for saying this or for admitting that I feel this way I'm always going to do it because destigmatizing mental health is something that is so important to me and it's something that is it, it needs to happen all the time mental illness doesn't take a break it doesn't stop when shit's going down in the world and so neither should our efforts to take care of ourselves neither should our efforts to take care of our loved ones and our community and to destigmatize mental health because it just shouldn't <laughs> it's it's important to to make it so that people feel comfortable and safe in their minds and talking about what's going on in their minds um I do want to share a couple of things that I've been trying to do to take care of my mental health these days just to kind of wrap this up I guess on a slightly better note but like I said I deleted Instagram and TikTok and other than going on Instagram like twice via Safari I haven't had either app for a week and I actually redownloaded Instagram today but I'm gonna delete it again because it, it's overwhelming um, but I also have been watching movies and I'm normally not much of a movie person just because I I'm so bad at watching TV <laughs> and I don't mean that to sound like look at me I'm so like cool or whatever but I just I have to pause it so frequently because my my attention span is just not there I guess and then I start like thinking about something else or I'll get up and go start doing something and then by the time I come back to it I'm like I don't even want to watch this anymore anyway but I've been watching movies um, comedies lighthearted stuff I have been writing a lot I've been writing a lot of poetry um, I trying to go outside but it's hard I've been cooking specifically soups because it's getting cold out and also just for me cooking is a very relaxing and therapeutic thing and then making food that is hearty and wholesome just adds to that I've also been laying in bed <laughs> a lot um, I'm trying to like strike that balance of like not staying in bed to the point where it actually makes my mental health worse but also not like making myself feel guilty when I feel mentally physically and emotionally exhausted because that just fuels the exhaustion so like on the weekends I normally my body just kind of naturally wakes up at around 7 a.m. 7 7 30 so on the weekends instead of getting up and doing something productive I let myself rest because I need it so those are just a few simple things that I've been doing to try and you know kind of 
keep myself afloat. I just got a keyboard from my friend, actually, the one who's moving. Um, she's getting rid of stuff. And so she gave me her keyboard graciously, and so I'm going to start playing piano this week. I played piano for a very long time because I, I come from a family of musicians. Um, but I haven't had access to one in a while, so now I have a keyboard. So I'm going to be doing that, which will also probably help with my mental health. Yeah. It's rough. It is confusing. It is scary in the world right now. And just know that if you're feeling mentally and emotionally affected by it, that is completely normal. And don't feel guilty for having mental health struggles in general, but even, you know, with current events going on, because life doesn't stop, mental illness doesn't stop, and so the ways that you take care of yourself and your mental health shouldn't stop either. Um, yeah, with that, I'm just going to close the episode. I don't have, like, an official outro for this episode. I also need to go to bed um and it feels weird to you know do a silly like fun segment at the end of all of this so I just want to say thank you for listening and I hope that you're taking care of you truly doing whatever you can to stay afloat during these times and knowing that it's okay to take care of yourself while also calling for justice. Many things can be true and valid at once. So take care of yourself, hang in there, and stay well. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Mondays with Mai. I truly hope you got what you needed from this episode and that you'll be coming back for more. Before you go, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and check out the show notes for any resources or info. Keep taking care of you and talk to you soon.